I'm Stephen Hunt. Welcome to the Active Performance Podcast, a podcast that gives top global managers and their teams the confidence and power of clarity to grow their international business in innovative ways. This week, Courageous Managers Part 3, Global Collaboration. We look at why global collaboration works best when it starts at the top. Here's a nice little challenge that I had recently. Those of you that work in global operations will be very familiar with this type of thing. Imagine, if you will, you're the vice president of compensation and benefits in a global company that has operations in nine countries. The board, who are directly above you and you report into them, have decided to centralise compensation and benefits in one country. And that, of course, is going to be the head office. And as the VP for compensation and benefits, it's your job to set up and implement standardised processes across all nine countries. The standard processes are going to be decided by head office. And the question is, how do you convince local managers in the other eight countries to use standardised processes? This involves collaboration. This is also the third of four episodes about the four big characteristics that define a courageous manager. And one of them is collaboration. So how would you go about this challenge of implementing standard processes across nine countries? There are many individuals involved, groups involved, and they all need each other to achieve the implementation. Knowing that is the easy part of solving this problem. Now it gets more interesting. I don't know about you, but I would ask the VP two questions. Number one, do the managers in all nine countries recognise their interdependency in connection to this challenge? And the second question is, do all nine managers have both cognitive clarity and emotional engagement in this collaboration? It's crucial that the local managers recognise interdependency and that they have cognitive clarity and that they're emotionally engaged. When they have those, the collaboration will succeed. And we'll talk a little bit about how to get those in a moment. For now, let's talk about where clarity and emotional engagement come from. In my experience, it doesn't come from the individual managers. It comes, or at least it's strongly influenced by the executive team, the board, the CEO. So whether people are willing to help other people or simply work in their own individual interest is largely dictated by the collaboration mindset at the very top of the company. The reason for that is quite simple. Collaboration will be needed from three different perspectives. The first is between the vice president and the local managers. The second is between the local managers themselves. And the third is external to that group. It's between all of those people and their external stakeholders, in this case, the board, but also local managers, local employees, and so on. And nine times out of 10, the root cause of problems, in this case, between the vice president and the local managers, or between the local managers themselves, will actually be problems caused by a collaboration mindset, or rather the lack of a collaboration mindset with the stakeholders. 
So let's come back to the specific question of how do you convince local managers in the other eight countries to use standardized processes? Well, the first action is counterintuitive and it's not what most people would do. Most people would run off to talk to the local managers, fly out and visit them. You need to do the opposite. The first action is to sit down and talk to the senior executive. And what you want from that conversation, above all, are three things. Clarity, empathy and trust. So the clarity comes about by asking him what the business outcomes are. So for example, why is it so important now for the company to standardise compensation and benefits? Or you can ask the same question another way by simply saying, standardising compensation and benefits is an internal outcome, so how does that support the overall business results? The business might be looking to cut costs, the business might be looking to attract more talent, more international talent, the business might be looking to make it easier for people to move internationally and move up the hierarchy. There are a number of business results you can get out of standardising compensation and benefits. The point is when you understand what the executive wants, clearly you have a better idea of the time and business pressures that your boss is under and you have a better idea or sense of the room you have for manoeuvring the time and pressure that you need to work under. So with this first conversation under our belt, then we can start to approach the local managers. Just need to quickly mention here that the fastest route to failure is to go and dictate to local managers. But most people know that. If you dictate to local managers, and particularly across seven, eight and more countries, they will think of more ways to avoid your rules and regulations faster than you can send the rules and the regulations out. So what you want to do when you engage with local managers is, number one, an expectations exchange. Sit down, share what you expect, listen to what they say. So your aim is to give them clarity on the business reasons for this decision and an idea of the timelines and scope of the whole process. At the same time, in this expectations exchange, you want to listen to any concerns or points that they need to make. So explaining the business aims gives you gives the partnership that cognitive clarity. Listening to them gets them emotionally engaged because they feel like they have a voice at the centre of the action. And like it or not, the centre of the action is in head office. The third thing you want to do, probably at the same time, is ask the uncomfortable questions. So that will be questions like, is there anything or any information that I'm not seeing here that's important to you in your local country? Or so there's nothing else that I need to know right now. People may tell you, they may not, but what we're doing is we're reaching out to them to establish this emotional engagement, and that's the basis for collaboration. And the fourth thing you want to do to get this off to a good start is share some rules of the road. In other words, this group operates under these rules. So that will be the shared expectations for example, around quality of work, around communication targets, deadlines. When do you expect people to, re to respond? How long do meetings last? Does everybody have to be in a meeting or only a few people? These are all very simple, basic rules of the road that you need to establish up front. So what we're saying is to set up a great collaboration, first of all, talk to your stakeholder. That's often a counterintuitive move. Secondly, sit down with the local manager 
expectations exchange, explain the business reasons, that's the cognitive clarity, listen to the points that they need to make, the concerns that they have, that's the emotional engagement, ask the uncomfortable questions, set out the rules of the road. If you do those things, you will get off to a great start with any collaboration. Next week, we'll look at the fourth and final factor in this mini-series on courageous managers. The fourth factor is inclusion. It's a word that's been used a lot at the moment. It's the extent to which people feel heard and their input is welcomed. Join me next week to find out more about how you can create high performance and be a courageous manager. I'm Stephen Hunt. Thank you for listening. Join me next time for more on how top global managers use confidence in the power of clarity to grow their business.